Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. You're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Thanks for joining us. Cheers Cheers right back to you. Hey, we are super excited about this episode because we have um, some of our good friends. The best. Carla and Ed Haskins right here with us. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Well, it's our pleasure. Thanks for being <laughs> had. <What? laughs> um, we thought we would get together, um, Ed and Carla. Many of you listen probably know Ed and Carla. Uh, Carla and I work together. And Jen. Babe, you work. Yes. Yeah, we all work together. Mm-hmm. Every um, day. At Every the day. same place, um, which we won't name because we don't name it on here. Yes, okay. we do. Church home. Um, <laughs> and um, love these guys, and we're just super honored that they would come on the podcast, and we just want to have some honest conversations with them regarding life. I think it's going to bless you. Carla has held... I correct me if I'm wrong, almost every position at church home I can imagine. When I first <laughs> met you, you were like over singles ministry. Oh my gosh. Um, you're oh, your pastor yes. in our community. Um, you've also has positions on the executive level in our community. Mm-hmm. You've worked as an administrative assistant in our community. You've, HR. You did yeah. HR. You're actually yeah. trained in HR. You're professional yeah, you HR. The, the and then now currently HR. she's running our content marketing department, mm-hmm. which is a very large team in our community. And she's pretty much responsible for everything that goes out to the world. And just a brilliant, brilliant woman. Uh, we've known each other for, I don't know, how many Thank years? Thank you. As, well, as long as I've been can. here. Yeah. So yeah, going on 13 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 13 years. That's and then now Ed is honestly, no joke, I'm not one for lies and cliches. One Maybe the... sometimes exaggeration. Okay, babe. <laughs> Let's just, Why don't you know. you just relax? I, you don't even Let's know what I'm going to say. There. I'm not, well, Ed is like Jesus. <laughs> but this, I didn't say that. what you're about to say is for real. <laughs> Ed is for real, one of the greatest basketball yes. coaches um, I know for sure. And you could argue in the state of Washington around, he has taken um, high school basketball teams to multiple state champions. It's inspiring because you, he taking average teams and literally turned them into yep. dream teams. Has been athletic director yeah. for high schools, uh, most recently in, in college, coaching college basketball um, with the Washington Cougars, mm-hmm. his most recent post, and who knows what the future is, and super honored to have him. Here's one thing I love about Ed, um, it's just so you're kind of getting to know Ed and Carla Haskins real quick. Ed's not just a coach, but I've seen him with these guys, and He's he's very much a father figure to these young men, mm-hmm. um, a mentor, no doubt. In some ways, I, I remember saying this years ago, going to one of his games, seeing him interact with some of these young stars, who many of them will, are or will be playing in the NBA. Some are already in the NBA. Um, uh, he's a pastor, just pastors these young, you know, some guys that maybe people have given up on because of attitude. But um, Ed, you've just done something amazing. So these two got married. Well, I mean, talk about a power couple. What? Yep. <laughs> Been married for uh, 29 years. What? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Nine. What is it going I on? I was a child bride. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So hey, we have something in common. You know what I mean? Uh, nine years, right? Nine years in August. Yeah. yeah. Almost yeah. hitting that decade. But you weren't a child bride. You were actually how old when you got married? I was 39. 39. Yeah. yeah. For all of those who are still in their 30s and... Yeah, keep freaking up out alive. about it. Yep. So if we do the math, because you just did it, you're 48, which is insane because yeah. you look, and babe, is it okay for me to say this about another woman? She looks like she's 29. Well, you're being a little extreme, but I would say definitely <laughs> early to mid 30s. Let's just be. <laughs> I'll take either. I mean, I Ed's like either. 55 looking. I mean, Absolutely. No, I'm old. I'm old as dirt. <laughs> you look good, Ed. You I'll take both, either. Oh, stop. Especially those fresh white me. shoes. You just no. kicking oh, it. <laughs> um,. So thank you for joining yes, us. So that's kind of the introduction yeah. to Ed and Carla Haskins. I'm um, excited. 
Wanted to talk about just a couple things. You know, you know the podcast. We kind of just like have honest conversations. I thought it might be fun though to do a speed round, just so the the listening audience that's viewing on Netflix, Hulu right now, um, <laughs> Microsoft's wanting to get involved in this bad boy. Yeah, so I don't know what they're going to do, but it. yeah. So there's a lot of people listening right now. I thought for them to get to know you, do a speed round real quick. So the way this is going to work, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> Questions. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I got like six here, and we're so, and so the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Because okay. we want to get to know you. Got we want to know the real Carla and Ed Haskins. So, ladies first. So, Carla, you'll go. Okay. And then Ed, you'll go. Okay. I'm so, if you can't think too long about this, okay. all right? If you think too long, I'm gonna start over. Okay. God pressure. It's easy. No, nah, it's easy. Favorite <laughs> okay. movie, Carla. The Color Purple. Okay. Ooh. Lord of the Rings. Oh. Ooh. Whoa! I did not put you on that. Yeah. You're that's kind of a you're kind of a stud athlete who's a geek. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. you nailed it. Lord him. of the Absolutely. Rings. Okay. Favorite holiday. Thanksgiving. You're thinking too long. Man. I know. My fault. Uh, Christmas. Oh, okay. I kind of <laughs> feel you on that. Um, this is harder. Least favorite holiday. Labor Day? Oh, oh. <laughs> no offense gotta, to all the men and women labor. who labor. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah, what is that holiday even about? For me, that's like barbecue day. I don't know. That's it what Labor day, day is. Go girl. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. End of the summer. You know, kind of bums me out. Yeah, yeah. We hate it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Good, so, yeah. But I kind of look at it as the last hurrah. And actually, if you say Memorial Day, that's offensive. If we say Veterans Day, offensive. But right. Labor Day, Labor Day, what? it, it Labor does Day. mean okay. the end of summer. Columbus Day, is that a holiday? Favorite. Yeah, because that's my mean, least favorite. That's right. not good. Yeah, we, we don't even count. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> all right, this is gonna make you think a little harder. You guys okay. gotta go faster. Speed round. Okay, Best love song of all time, in your opinion. Oh my God, Stevie Wonder. Um, you are the sunshine of my oh, life. You are oh. the sunshine of. Sing all right, that. Ed, go ahead. You said that. easy. Easy for me. Sweet love, Anita Baker. Oh. oh can, yeah. you, can you just sing it for a Absolutely minute? Absolutely not. Oh, man. <laughs> <I could laughs> you got people listening. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. You guys know that one. Um, okay. Let's see. Morning sex or late night sex? Either for me, both. Work. Oh, you're a blessed man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, either. Why not? Oh, oh come on. Babe, oh, I want to know. Jen, morning sex. Morning sex. all day. Morning, morning, morning. Oh, morning, I'm morning. Okay, I'm morning. I am, I am fresh. And that's, and that's a conflict good. for her now because I'm down for late night sex. Well, I'm down, but you asked it my favorite. If favorites? we did it late enough, babe, it would like, technically I'm be morning. Down, you know what I mean? Like, I'm down. That's After funny. midnight's morning, huh? Okay. Yeah. Favorite coffee? Uh, to drink. Just Keurig with hazelnut every morning. Really? Wow. Just simple. Okay. Super mm-hmm. simple. Ed? Born and raised in Washington. I've never drank a sip of coffee in my life. That oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Pause it, You've Vic. You've never tried. Shake. Wait a we second. Wait a second. We no longer do this. You've never tried? <laughs> I've never drank coffee. Oh, no, no. We have a story. Absolutely. Tell the story. Tell, thank you, Vic the sound shake. Vic, did when, you pause this? Because we can no, we can go no further. So we don't drink coffee. We get married. Right. And we had we didn't live together before we got married and we were back from our honeymoon. We're back in the place and, you know, we're starting our life together. And, you know, my routine is every morning I have a cup of coffee, sit down with my Bible. You God know, bless you for that. Meet with Jesus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Understand. That she still does today. So we get married first morning together in our place and I didn't have coffee on my honeymoon because, you know, I had other things to do. You you were blessed man. I literally didn't have coffee on our honeymoon. So we get back. Maui. (laughs) Maui. Um, Maui. And I make a cup of coffee. And he is like, dear God, what is that smell? And I go, what are you talking about? He's like, coffee. 
I'm nauseous. He gets nauseous. Oh, no. I don't even smell, know how to. I don't, can't relate with you on this. At, at the all. smell of coffee, he literally was nauseous. The smell of coffee makes me what? come to life. Oh no! It is so right God's now we're drinking coffee. No, no, is no, no, it bothering so, you? No, not at all. I mean, I'm sorry, man. Does, does our coffee talk offend you? Ed? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, it's 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 evolved. I've evolved. I'm like okay. I'm really the evolution. If you do tea, yes. Okay, so that's you know what I, I always tea. say this to non-coffee drinkers: the first step is tea. Yeah, we'll get you there. I, no, I've done tea for years because I'm a coach and I have to have tea after lemon tea with lemon. Yeah, he loses his voice. So there's oh, my voice yeah. and you know all that stuff. So, but but no, coffee. you've never tried a frappuccino, nothing, a mocha latte. No, Vicky. I mean, Jen, you don't understand. He <laughs> got nauseous. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't. And so Probably. I was like, Probably I don't know what years. you want want to do because, like, I you yeah. want me to read my Bible. And what I'm taking from this you story, Carla, if I can be honest, is you are like Jesus because you didn't leave him. Like, and I found no. that out at the beginning of my marriage. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm okay. like, do we get a 24 hour take back because <laughs> no. I can't continue. A 24 hour. <laughs> no, it was like I don't. You know didn't return you- him. I don't, you know what we did? We almost called Jude and said, don't turn in the license. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We had don't issues. Don't submit it. Don't we, submit the we license. We just suggested, man. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Born and raised in Should Seattle, and you don't drink coffee. Don't. Well, you know what? No. I have faith for you, man. It's all right, We're going to come around one day. We're still, we're still friends. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, UK, this is a good one. This is a good way to okay. ease into some of these conversations. Um, Jen and I talk a lot about marriage. We refuse to make this the marriage podcast. We're not going to be those people. But maybe we are. Um, but okay. We've been married for 22 <laughs> yeah. plus years, so we like to talk about it. Insane. Um, you guys been yes. nine years. That's no joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, we know your story. We'll get into a little bit of that, of that on the podcast today. So you've had ups and downs and outs. Like life has thrown you yeah. some curveballs. I mean, there's been a lot of transitions. And you're, in your professional opinion, because I say if you are nine years into marriage and you still love each other, well, you are pros. Um what what works what's worked for you in marriage what are are there certain things you're like hey this is kind of this works this this has helped us to have a happy marriage and are there certain things that you've identified that you're like this this doesn't work this is this is conflict for our marriage you start babe the first thing that doesn't work is isolation oh okay you know it doesn't work to try to figure things out on your own try to be the man and you know okay i got to figure this out and i got to do this you know it just doesn't work um, I obviously we got married when we were a little bit older than I guess normal or whatever, normal yeah. or whatever. and so we were used to doing things on our own. Um, but I feel like you know, and we evolved um, through the years in our marriage where I would do things independently, she would do things independently, and it was just like, okay, no, we're we can't do this because mm-hmm. that's not why we got married. You know, we got married right. to be interdependent, not codependent. Totally. You know, yeah. not dependent, but interdependent on each other. Like so, that. you know, we uh, we figured, I guess we figured some of it out. It's definitely yeah. not a, you know, yeah. a, a work, you know, it's not a cohesive, you know, a smooth running machine yet. Yeah, yeah. But, but we do it pretty well. I don't know yeah. if it ever gets to be perfectly Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like never, it's yeah. not that. But Marriage is work. Yeah, it is. All so time. that's kind of work. And so, yeah. you yeah. know, when things now, what I can honestly say now is our default, it, or my default for sure is I go to her. Like when stuff is like... Uh, I I, I won't okay. I won't go to myself mm-hmm. like what I used to do. Now I'll go to her. So that's I love what you said. You mm-hmm. said, and I've never heard anyone put it that way. But I think that's brilliant. You said we're not dependent on each other. We're interdependent, mm-hmm. which I think is such a good picture. Because like if you're like if you're mm-hmm. if you can't function 
without your significant other. That's mm-hmm. kind of then dysfunctional. You got some other, yeah. it's and it's dysfunctional for both, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. And that can really lead to a lot of problems. But Absolutely. I love it's like, no, we're interdependent. It's like, I need you. Yeah. I can do this on my own, but I need you. I'm yeah. choosing. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's a great thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carla, all right. What works, what doesn't work? Marriage, nine years. You're a pro. Yeah. I think we, you know, we never try to lose respect for each other. Yeah. That's great. And I respect his. You know, he was a whole person when I met him. He had a whole life before he met me. Mm-hmm. And same as he was, you know, with me. I was a, my own person, you know. And so we all, we never want to lose basic respect. Like, we still say, baby, will you please? And we say thank you. Yeah. You know, we just wow. really, we focus on that. And now it's just second nature. But I never want to be unintentionally, like, disrespectful. We are very respectful of each other. Yeah. And... And and that's been, mm-hmm. I would say, even when we have had to fight and disagree, yep. it's been amazing that we we try to maintain that basic respect. You know, not go places that we can't come back from or yeah. things we can't take back. Been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and um, I think it. I think it's just I have such high respect for who he is. You know, and yeah. and I I think the same. Likewise. Yeah. He's very respectful to me and of me. So that's really worked for us. Also, separate bathrooms work. Got oh, you guys have separate bathrooms? Serious. And closets. That's, oh, that is, wow. yeah. that is brilliant. Now we're getting, ask him about his closet. Don't ask him uh, about it. No, I already know a little bit of yeah. but You're it actually, works. You have more Ed's shoes. reputation precedes him in our community. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. shoes. Okay. Don't you have more know, shoes than most question. Nike then outlet maybe stores? Next question. <laughs> he owns more shoes than a dozen women. Like, that is the truth. And that's honestly, not, but, but see, here's the come thing. On. That could be a point of contention. And I love that he has... But that's a great example because I could have forced the issue, you know, and yeah. like tried to change that about him. And obviously, we've both adjusted and made adjustments just to be married. You know, you compromise. But He's bringing her shoe game up. Yeah. But no, <laughs> true. But, I mean, you are a basketball but coach. That's one I kind of the things. shoe game is kind of goes. But with I love that. that you said respect because I think that's yeah. something that gets lost quite quickly in marriage. Yeah. It's yeah. the kindness and honor. Yeah, that that drew us together. Yep. The kindness when you're dating totally. someone, it's yep. easy because you want to woo them over and win them over. Yep. But we can lose that yeah. so quickly. Absolutely. But if you can keep that respect and kindness towards yeah. the woman or man you fell madly in love with, mm-hmm. there's just something about that's so nurturing and yeah. so healthy yeah. long term. Yeah, that's really worked yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're we're just I mean, really I know it sounds kinda cliche or whatever, but we're really best friends. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. is like this is and that's probably why even the transition when I really recognized going back to the isolation piece, when I recognized that that was what I was doing and that was my mm-hmm. default, it was easier in a transition for me to go and say, no, this is my best friend. Mm-hmm. Like literally, because she's built up to that, you know, in my life and the trust that she's had because mm-hmm. she's been there. You know, when we um, first met, and I don't want to get into that, but when we first met, I met, met her at my brother's house, at Pastor Aaron's house. And so, yeah. you know, it was she was there for me through a whole really, really tough time in my life. But she's become, and she is still becoming, just the best friend that I've ever had. Wow. You know, so that's that's why it's just and you know, you know and I think that's why we say marry your that's best friend and right we gotta there. stay best friends. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and it'll work out. <laughs> and I would say this if you're out there and you're dating and you're listening to this, um physical attraction, yeah. yeah. You know, like that exactly. wild fun time, yeah. yeah. But I mean be- being it. best friends. We were best friends before we got married. I just yeah. think that yeah. is a foundation. I love that you yeah. said that. That's mm-hmm. yeah. take the time to get to, to know someone, fall in love with them because of your friendship. All the other stuff is just awesome. And right. I mean, I love it, yeah. you know, but right. the yeah. best friends, like it always comes back to that. That's, yeah. that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, great. Let me ask you this. Your ability, Carla, both you, both Ed and Carla, your ability, I've noticed this. Um, Carla, I've worked in, you know, directly with you over the years, over a decade now. You have an ability, uncanny ability, we've already established you're 48, to look like you're 29, whatever, that um, you connect with 20-somethings, like creative types. You actually lead, most of your department would be young, 20-something, very creative, artistic, whether it be in media or music or video. And they respect you. My son actually works for you. And he it just can, I mean, they, they think you're relevant. They think you're cool. Um, they respect you highly. Um, but at the same time, on the flip side, you've also worked on the executive level, not just at the church. You've been, you worked in corporate America, yeah. HR. You worked for like major companies like Nordstrom. Like you, you've really lived a lot of life. Um, mm-hmm. And people in those worlds, executives, I know people, people that are very established, um, very wealthy, very successful, Think of you, and this this is a fact, it's just very classy, very excellent. They all have tried to hire you. It's shocking to me how you're you're able to influence and relate to such a large span of generation. And yeah, then I even think, exactly. Ed, the same thing with you when it comes to some of these 16-year-old athletes who, quite honestly, some adults might just be like punk kids. Mm-hmm. But no, no, no. Somehow you find the best in them. They love you. Whereas most adults, they won't even give the time of day. I don't care even if you're a cool adult. But you've 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 somehow surpassed coolness, and you've touched the hearts of these kids. And at the same time, you have people at the highest levels of the sports industry, like because of your 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 reputation, your name, your ability, mm-hmm. your success, your skill. Your you know there. So you guys both have this unique ability to really interact and influence a large range mm-hmm. of ages. My question mm-hmm. for you is how, first of all, because I want to do that better, <laughs> um, is there something that you can be like in your lives that you've pinpointed that you just, this is what you do, or maybe you're just like, I don't know, it's just kind of who we are. Like, mm-hmm. I would love, like, how do you do that? How do you interact and um, impact such a large range? I mean, that's a great question. I honestly have never thought about it, so it's... It's really interesting to me that that's something that you've noticed. But when you were asking me the question, it made me think about, yeah, what, why, what is that? I do think that the larger part of it is a gift of God, like just a grace on our lives. Um, but if there are things that I'm intentional about, I would say is that I do try to stay culturally aware of what's happening just in the world. Yeah. And I also think when I meet people, we'll just take the, the people on, on the team. I love, I genuinely love what's unique about each and every one of them. And I try to pull out the the best Mm -hmm. in them. I think genuinely people don't realize how amazing they are. And all they need to do is meet maybe one person, especially a leader, right? Because you guys are great leaders. You understand leadership. The principle of leadership really is to push, challenge, provoke, and believe the best. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think about the fact that they're 19 and 20. I do sometimes because I have to, right. But I do believe that the responsibility of a good leader Mm -hmm. is to find the unique goal that's in each and every person and then challenge, push, them to bring it out and believe and tell them they can do it. And maybe that's it. Like you said, I don't necessarily like think about the fact that they're 20 and maybe that's the very thing that they appreciate, yeah. you know, cause I might, I hope I don't, but I might talk to a 20 year old the way I see a 20 year old, which yeah. is like, dude, you're awesome. 
yeah. get your whole life in front of you. You're also really stupid. You know, like, and I don't think you're stupid. But you have to do but, that. Yeah, you know but, what I mean? And you have to, I do think that. Because I remember I was stupid when I was 20. Yeah. Part of being <laughs> an older leader, you know, as the Bible would call us, is Titus leaders, is to mm. understand that there are times that you have to, you have to impart wisdom. You have to give them totally. perspective. Yeah. They, they, I have another 30 years that they don't have yet. Got a mentor. Totally. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to sometimes just give them perspective, the why behind the what. Yeah. Or, hey, you said this or you did this and let me help you mm-hmm. kind of understand why you might want to approach that differently. And, and and I do think that that's a respect thing. You know, they you treat them like professionals, you treat them like adults, mm-hmm. but um, I do think that the goal of leadership is is to lead them to the best part of themselves that they may not even know are there. Love it. Yeah. Ed, what do you, I mean, how do, how do you do that? I, you know, I think for me is I always see myself in people. And, um, you know, like we were talking about this you yesterday. You good at that, yeah. You know, down at the, the waterfront. I don't care who it is. It could be black, white, male, female. And I always feel like I can connect with somebody at whatever level they are, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I'm fortunate and blessed to be the youngest of nine you know, children. Wow. And so, um, nine kids. Yeah. It was two basketball teams. Yeah, exactly. Man. No <laughs> question. Um, but so I, I feel like I understand, you know, I feel like I understand a lot, you know, so when I was spent the decade at Garfield or, or the decade before that at Rainier beach, I feel like I was able to, uh, go in and out and, and talk with whether it be young boys or young girls, you know, about certain things that were relevant to them, and I just, I just wanted to gain relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And then once they know you care, it's like they used to say all the time to me, you know, they don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's and, so and, real. And that's it. It really is. And, and yeah. especially mm-hmm. now in the industry that I'm, that I'm in, um, they, it's, it's so relational and you have to be able to relate to them mm-hmm. way more than they care about your X's and your O's and mm-hmm. how many mm-hmm. championships you've won and who you've coached. They don't care about any of that unless wow. they know that, are yeah. you going to listen to me? Do you care about my voice? Everybody mm-hmm. wants a voice mm-hmm. now and they want to know that. So um, I think for me, man, it's just been trying to just keep my ear to the ground. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And really just keep my ear to the ground and be like, hey, okay, I hear you. You know what I mean? And actually really hear. So. That's you it. know, one of the things that I, I love about both of you guys is the um, authenticity is the, is the word that comes to mind every time I think of you, Ed and Carla. And I, I wonder and I think maybe just maybe that's probably a lot of why you've been able to relate to the young, younger generation and the older generation is there's an authenticity that you have committed to to the core of you. And it's just it's brilliant. It's amazing. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's one of the secrets to your success, mm-hmm. both of you. You just, mm-hmm. you genuinely are who you are. I love that. Um, uh, let me ask you this, because I'm listening to both of you, and I'm I am amazed. And But a lot of what you're saying to me is like, yeah, that's, so you're both, you work in very professional areas, but it's this, I don't know, and you know, some of our listeners aren't, aren't, aren't Christians, but it's a pastor's heart. Like, you're talking the way a pastor is. Now, I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for 20-something years. Jen, you are too. Um, man, that could get tiring. <laughs> the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Totally, yeah. Like constantly, like, and you guys are the best at it, but I, there has to be with moments anything. where like relationally, like I just, I cannot with you anymore. Like, you know, people, mm-hmm. that's the thing about people business. It's great and rewarding, <laughs> but there's a, there is another side to it. Anyone who deals with people, right? It's like, yeah, job. it makes you want to curse. <laughs> um, it's like, oh my God, because people are people. Mm-hmm. They're imperfect. Yeah. You can, mm-hmm. you can give them everything. You can pour your life into them and then they still make the wrong decision. Right. And then they actually turn on you and backstab you. And it's like, you, you know, at some point you can find yourself, 
um, I don't know for lack of better, getting stressed, burning out. You know, we talk like in the Christian world when people work in ministry, or I'm, I suppose it's any kind of industry like HR or mm-hmm. human, like burnout is a real thing, even mm-hmm. more than just hitting the grind like in an office job. Like people business will burn you out. Let me ask you this. Clearly, you've had to experience that in life. There's no way you've, mm-hmm. you you are where you are without experiencing that. Um, what are some of the ways you 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 learn to like get your breath back? Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you've learned? Because people will wear you out. But you both, like listen to you both talking about it, you still love them. You're still so, I mean, you, there was such an authenticity what you both said. How do you get margin, space? How do you catch your breath again? Because people will knock the well, we breath out of you. Yourself, what yeah. are some of the things you do to keep you in that so that you can keep doing that? Mm-hmm. that that's a tough one because I, I can honestly say that there's a long time, and I think at every level you don't, necessarily know how to create the boundary until the boundary is until you come upon that if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um you know and I you know like I said going from one place to the other and you know I've been blessed and whatever and had different levels of positions and every position um just like Carla Mm -hmm. um every position actually took more out of me and it cost me more so to speak um so I can't really say like what I, I can look back on it and say, okay, I got to a point where it was like, I can't deal with these people anymore. You know what I mean? And then I had to pull myself back. You know what I mean? Because I gave and I gave and I gave. And there was times, you know, even mm-hmm. at my former job that Carla was like, babe, this is going to kill you. You need to, mm-hmm. you need yeah. to back, back off. True story. Right? Because you, because when you have a, as you put it, pastor's heart, all you want to do is see people make it. Mm-hmm. You want to see people do well, you know what I mean, and you're not. And if really we can make the decisions for them, we would. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely, right? You know what I mean. Almost but to our but detriment, you, though. But you, yeah, yeah. But you, but you really, what you really want to do, at least for me, I really want to empower them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I want to, I want to empower them. You have to to and give them the information because I didn't have that, and mm-hmm. so I didn't have a lot of the information, especially at the younger guys' age, mm-hmm. to make the right decisions and do mm-hmm. the right things and have some of the opportunities that were presented to them. So for me, I'm going to just, you know, in whatever way I can, and I try to do it from as many angles as I can so they're not hearing the same message, if that makes uh, makes gotcha. sense. So, yeah. you know, it, yeah. the boundary thing is tough for me um, because I I, I, I want to give to them. I had I had a, a couple of my, my former players, one's playing basketball overseas and the other one's playing, plays in the NFL right now, actually. And um, and they hit me the other day and they were, they were just kind of, going back and forth in the text and, you know, they were just like, coach, we know you gave us everything you had, you know what I mean? And it was like, yeah, I did. You know, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I did. But what did I, what could I, have I done in that time to maybe, maybe I should have gave more time to my family. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should have gave more time, you know what I mean? To myself, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. you have to, you have to think about those things. And, and actually right now at the place I'm in my, my, in my life right now, that's actually the things that I'm actually thinking about. Wow. You know, it's like I'm thinking about my family. I'm thinking about myself. I'm thinking about, you know, what's next for us, mm-hmm. you know, most importantly. So know. to answer yeah. that question, you're essentially saying, like, how do I find margin? Like, you're doing it right now. Absolutely. You're, you're yeah. figuring that out. And, and I love that because that's – oh, sorry. Babe, one of the things that I maybe just picked up what you said was is that it was kind of my wife helping me too at times. Oh, no like, question. Babe, oh, man. Of course you picked you, that up. Oh, okay. But no. you, you said no. something that I just kind of want to catch maybe – 
because I would be a little bit of a workaholic. Yeah. And I think I would lean more that way initially than Billy would. And it was the times Mm -hmm. that he'd be like, it's too much. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of like my built in account. And I Mm -hmm. still lean that way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I'll ever fully figure it out, but I think we have to commit to putting people in our life that can say, Whoa, no question. Like Mm -hmm. this is too much. Yeah. Too fast, you mm-hmm. know. You you and who's you've a, who better your, than the person that? Excuse me. Who's a, who better than the person that you live exactly with every right. day? Yeah, I mean you know the person I mean? that you're that sleeping with in you. morning or late exactly. night. Like, yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that knows you best. You know, yeah. that knows really what kind of mm-hmm. what your capacity is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and she no, she's like, there's there's been once again at every stage, you know, there's been moments she's just been like, nah, you got to tell him no. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, we've been out of the out of the country on vacation, and I'm getting phone calls. You know what I mean? <laughs> From multiple people, you know, about yeah. about work. And it's like, nah, babe, you got to, yeah. you know, you got to take a break. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. Put it put this way. Yeah. You're going to rob someone. You have to say no to someone Absolutely. or something. So Absolutely. like choose ahead what you're going to say no to. Yeah. You can't do it all. So right. I love that. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. that's brilliant. That's profound, man. Thank yeah. you. Carla, I mean, some of your thoughts on that. What are some of the ways you, clearly you're better at it than Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I, yeah, we've navigated it differently. I learned, I had a, a few years ago, I really feel like I started to cultivate a, a, a guilt-free no to some things. And I think when you, when you do genuinely love people, I honestly just started to evaluate my relationships, how I spending my time. And I feel like I know the people that, Feel, honestly, that that I feel like God has given us, and I want to give them my best. So I just began to to say no, mm. and I also started to have really honest conversations with people who were offended by my no or hurt by my no. Yeah, because that happens, or, and it happens, mm. and didn't understand my yeah. no, not because I wanted to get their understanding or their approval, but I wanted to feel like I've given it everything I could um, to say no without any guilt. Because I think that's hard for people, you know, that are pastors or work at a church. Like, we feel like we have to say yes to everything and everybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's true. Yeah. You know, and so for me, it's been a journey of saying no with 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 no guilt and no... The guilt-free no. Yeah, the guilt-free no for me. And, and, and then also, if people were willing, I would just say, hey, you know what? I just, my priorities in this season have changed because... Our seasons do change, and I think we forget to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. And when you don't make adjustments, that's when you start hurting. Yeah, you know what that's I mean. Right. Like mm-hmm. our past two years, you know, basically living in two places, working in two places, trying to keep our marriage healthy and keep each other healthy. Like my nose had to be mm-hmm. really, really frequent. So um, I think life necessitates it, and you have yeah. to have the courage that's to it. do it. Yeah, I love it, and that's. Um, I can, man, we could talk about this forever because, you know, saying no, but I appreciate your honesty because it isn't always easy. Like sometimes like, yeah, just say no, but Mm -hmm. there's a fallout from that. No, Mm -hmm. um, moving on. Cause I think this has been super helpful to people listening, but I want to, you both have mentioned kind of seasons and you've, you've both alluded to the change in seasons of your life, knowing your story, knowing your life, you guys have, I mean, over the last, I mean, I guess we could say 10 years, but you could even make the last three or four years Mm -hmm. have just navigated some serious man some highs and lows like i've never seen like it seems like so much in a small period of time whether it be funerals or future plans or family issues or personal i mean it's just it's just like the gamut right and i mean um and it's i've been amazed at how you've navigated i mean there's no playbook for that Mm -hmm. um and i know there are battles that you have fought in private and Mm -hmm. there are demons you know i don't this is a cliche but like demons that you have to wrestle with but it just 
even being like not just an outside bystander, being people that see you, work with you, interact with you, it's just been amazing to me how you, how both of you have mm-hmm. just navigated these seasons, which I know are difficult, which you've been open or difficult. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things maybe, and maybe you don't know, but I, I'm sure like, what are some of the things that have helped you to navigate and, and changing some of them seasons? was, you know, mourning the loss of loved ones. Oh yeah. The death of multiple death loved of, ones. Yeah. Kind of sometimes your family crisis. Your mother, right? Both um, moms. In the last we all come from dysfunctional families, some more than yeah. others. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I think every family is dysfunctional, but you've had, you know, some mm-hmm. dysfunction in family, um, job changes, moves. Um, Ed, you're, the industry you work in, the sports industry, is very Netflix, fickle. Yeah. You know, there's so much pressure, and it can mm-hmm. change, literally at the drop of a dime, the turn of a hat. Um, Carla, you you interact in the in a, in a, in a very religious kind of not a church world, a spiritual world, and not you know nonprofit. But then you also interact with a lot of executives in for-profit companies for mm-hmm. our church. Like mm-hmm. you, you play both those. So, what are some things that have helped you? What are some of the anchors maybe that have helped you to navigate these changing seasons? Because everyone's seasons change. Everyone can relate with it. How, what are some things you guys are doing? Because you've done it so well. Uh, <laughs> thank you for saying that. You don't <laughs> being behind closed doors. I mean us. it. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that helps me is knowing that it's funny because I have thought about this. Um, the thing that really helps me is knowing that any doors that we have walked through have been unmanipulated. Like we didn't ask for the assignment that we had for the past couple of years. You know, if someone would told me, would have told me that I would be doing what I'm doing now, I w- wouldn't have seen it coming. Right. Um, and so just knowing that what we're doing is what we feel like is what God has opened for us to do. Honestly, it gives mm-hmm. me a peace knowing that I didn't make something happen, that we didn't make something happen, that we didn't ask for these things to come. And so then it's like, okay, God, if you've called us to do this, you've got to grace us now. Yes. You know, you've got to give us the the desire and the ability to do what you have called us and asked us to do in this season. And it's, for me, that's the biggest anchor. Mm-hmm. Because if, if I was dealing with doubt and questioning about what we were doing and where we were going, it really would add so much worry and fear and doubt and confusion. It just has helped me focus on, okay, God, you've called us to this, so now you've got it. We need more grace. Or you've got to, you know, just help us through it. Yeah. Um, but keeping keeping a tight relationship if you know just to get super real keeping yeah. a tight relationship with the holy spirit and the word with Got each it. other yeah. anchoring to each other and knowing that we're called on this event adventure together mm-hmm. and that god's going to help us i don't know any else other way to I say it, it and but honestly i appreciate you saying it. and to the people that are listening to our podcast who don't subscribe to faith you're welcome to listen but there's just no way around that no yeah. way around i it. honestly don't know how people do it right without God and the help of the Holy Spirit. I don't know how they do it, man. Yeah. They're doing it. Yeah. Uh, maybe with a lot of alcohol or some illicit things, but totally. I'm telling you, I so appreciate mm-hmm. you saying that. That's mm-hmm. real. Well, I have a drink sometimes too. You know? <laughs> hey, hey, now. But no. We could have a drink after this. <laughs> but you know, seriously. Oh, wait, you don't drink coffee, so you probably only drink milk. <laughs> well, you know, if you have milk with some a little bit of what's on the menu. Big the sound chicks drinking while we record this. Calm <laughs> down, people. That's not true. <laughs> We've had seasons. I well, I knew before the Pullman assignment even came. It was like a year before it actually happened, 
And I started yeah. feeling this yeah. thing coming, and I had no idea what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But I, we would talk and we would pray, yeah. and I'd be like, "Baby, yeah. I feel something, something wild is coming." Yeah. And then when it happened, it was almost like God had prepared us, and we knew that that's what it was. And mm-hmm. literally, we did knock on the door; we didn't see it coming. And um, in in coupling with that, I think for us, just to also be so honest. Our prayer always to God is not our will, but your will be done. And we don't sometimes know what that's going to look like, obviously, but it has grown us. It has stretched us. It has challenged us. um, And we have not loved every minute of it. And so sometimes I think of it as this pain. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. Got that right. I I sometimes have thought about it as the pain of answered prayer. Yeah. And... And that'll preach. Not even knowing what's going to come, and it's painful. But I think sometimes people need to know that following Jesus sometimes is you're uncomfortable because you're called. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not easy. It doesn't look the way you thought Mm -hmm. it was going to look. But having the confidence that we didn't do this—that's that's that's the bottom line. Really helps. Yeah, Yeah. and that's—I don't mean I'm not. No, that's great. That's the literally the bottom line for me is that we didn't do it. We Mm. didn't open the doors. We didn't close certain doors. Um, when her mom died on February 21st, 2018, we didn't do that. When my mom died on March 15, 2019, Man. we didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, when my brother died in, on October 25th, 2009, we didn't do that. When my yeah. nephew died on, on February 12th, 2011, right. we didn't yeah. do that. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I can go on and on and on about different yeah. things that's happened you know, since we've been, you know, married and together, but, um, it's God. And Mm -hmm. what we've, what we've really committed to is we're going to follow the cloud Mm -hmm. by day and the fire by night. And that's what we've committed to. And if he opens it, we're walking through it. If he doesn't, then we're not, you know what I mean? And he's, you know, it's funny because he's closed a lot of doors, you know what I mean? In this season. And it's like, cool. You know what I mean? So we know that he's closing them. Could, and it's, closed yeah, doors can be an answer to prayer. Well, it is. Yeah. It, it, no, yeah. it is. It's not yeah. a could be. It is. Yeah. You know, and so for us, it's, it's really good because, mm-hmm. you know, we always want the answer to prayer to be the open up the windows of heaven. Right. Right. What a blessing that you <laughs> yeah, can. Give me you know what, what I mean? want. But yeah. yeah. And, it, and a lot of times it's, you know, it's like, you know, we've been talking about, you know, over there, you know, across the street. You know, sometimes you just got to wait. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just got to wait on it and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And that takes a real level of maturity. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I don't know if nine, ten years ago we would have been able to do this. No. You know what I mean? And to be able to deal with literally for both of us Mm -hmm. in the last 16 months, both of our, actually 15 months, both of the women that are most important in our lives being gone, not Mm -hmm. being here any longer. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, right when she's, because I know how it, I knew how it was Go, her going through her grief process, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and trying to be there for her more over this last year, which has been tough because, once again, obviously trying to do things in two different places, you know what I mean, with her working and me working and having to travel so much, mm-hmm. but just trying to do that as best as we could. But then also, and then boom, literally end of the season, one day, 12 hours later, or maybe 15 hours later, 15, yeah. 15 hours later, you know, I get a call from my dad, my mom's gone. You know what I mean? It was like... Whoa, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, but, but God, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And yeah. that's really what it is. So, um, you're right. I don't know how people that don't have any type of faith in their life, um, make it through. Cause we're not the only ones that 
are going through this. Totally. We're not the only ones. Yeah. We don't have the worst story. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, right. we don't have, we're not. We're not. Well, we're blessed because we have a place to go. We have a place to sleep. We have roof. You know, yeah. we have food in our refrigerator. We still have clothes. I have a lot of shoes. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> so you but know, I will still, tell you this: yeah. the way, and you're right. I think a lot of people can relate. Um, and but I will tell you this: the way you have handled the story mm-hmm. you have. Mm-hmm. It's inspiring. Just sitting here listening to you. When you start rattling off those dates, first of all, your ability to remember dates, amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and obviously significant dates that have changed your, the course of your life. So I could see, how, but um, just the way you two have navigated, even the way you talk now, it's so inspiring. And I think anyone who's listening to this, it'd be impossible for them yeah. not to be inspired. Um, thank and you. And can I just say, yeah. I think the thing that's, it's, I don't know, maybe I've just really, really realized is that you have gone through some crazy stuff, <laughs> but you have worked really, really hard in every season, but ultimately have left up the results to God. That's it. And That's it. yeah. it's almost kind of like you find yourself in a new place again where we've worked really hard and we actually don't know what's next. So we're going to have to leave the results up to so, God. Mm-hmm. And if I can just say, I think life is like that. And maybe yeah. if you're listening, you're in a season where you're frustrated, you got laid off, you didn't get the promotion. Yeah. Let me just tell you something. Keep working hard, being faithful, because yeah. you're going to get some serious results, mm-hmm. but it's up to God and his timing. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think that's what's been beautiful about watching this journey with you guys is that you guys are just letting the results, leaving it up to God. Mm-hmm. And I just really respect that. Well, yeah. thank you for saying that. And I think also we, we do believe that God is is good, mm-hmm. and what yeah. He does is for our good. Mm-hmm. And it probably doesn't make sense to us, but we believe in His protection. Mm-hmm. Decisions that happen that aren't on our out, out of our control is usually probably also for His mercy. And that's been an evolution. Yeah, that's but the, been but an the, evolution. The, the thought of God being good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, I mean, just for, for, yeah, for me, for, for me, yeah. because mm-hmm. of the way that, and you know this, Bill. Yeah. I mean, it's the way that I was raised. I wasn't raised. You know, I was raised in church, dad's pastor, the whole nine, but I wasn't raised where God was good. I was raised with the fire and the brimstone, and yeah. God brought the hammer to nails, and you better not. Yeah. Yeah. And He's you do, watching you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I wasn't raised like that, but it really took, you know, coming to where we are now and mm-hmm. having the renewing of my mind. It's like, no, God is good. God is for me. Yeah. You know, God does have a plan for me in our life, mm-hmm. and having a, having a wife that literally every day and I'm I'm not gonna cry. Um yeah, you are. because no, because <laughs> no. But uh my I know my mom prayed for me every day. Mm-hmm. I know that for mm-hmm. a fact. Mm-hmm. And I know this woman sitting next to me, Carla plays for me. My wife, my wife prays for me mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. I know that. And I know she's taking that mantle, you know, for my wife. So it's a beautiful thing. I you know what it. I mean? And it's yeah. and it's and but it's helped and you know and just the renewing of your mind and, and your heart and your spirit and your soul and so you have hope. And, you and again, this life, is the result of you know, God's goodness, man. God giving you Absolutely. and, and yeah. so much. And I just have faith for your future and so many oh, people yeah. who are listening. I mean, oh, hey, I God can that. blow our minds. That's so why so yeah. we should have never been in Seattle. We should have never outlived so many things just like you guys. And exactly. So I just, that's really cool just yeah. to hear your yeah. story. Yeah. And, the and for the viewers and listeners, there was a single tear. Uh-huh. Uh, I just want people to see that real men can cry. There's I no mean, video if for coach that. Coach can cry. We all can we cry. All can cry. <laughs> yeah, so no video proof of that. Hey, <laughs> I'm so grateful for both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. There's yes. no way That's anyone right. listening to this podcast, whether you're driving in your office, at your house, at the gym, there's no way you're not encouraged. Yep. So. Carla, Ed, thank you for being on here. Thank um, thanks for having us. This man. has yeah. been my favorite so far. Love you so thank much. You. And thanks for everyone listening. And uh, we'll see you next time on Coffee Talk. 
with Billie Jean, Ed, and Carla. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billie and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we would love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at Billy's Mafia. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers. Cheers.